Hey guys, it's Girl Mike Panna, the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today is your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So today's episode, I want to discuss my opinions on law enforcement, my opinions on the police. And if you know me well, you know my opinions on this, you know where I stand, but I think it's important to discuss this uh, for two reasons. One, if you've been following the news, you'll know that um, the police have been uh, in a real bind lately. Uh, and we're seeing how um, the mistakes, the negligence of certain police officers um, is can impact communities in a negative way. And we're also seeing, um, you know, the news just pushing out more and more evidence of different police officers. I think the most recent one was in Chicago, uh, where a 13-year-old boy was fatally shot, um, where um, police are being now Again, they're being put under scrutiny even more so. And I, I had a situation involving law enforcement yesterday that I wanted to discuss. And I just want to talk about that today in this podcast because I think it's important if you're an American and you're looking at these issues and you're watching the news, which I don't recommend you do because the news is crazy sometimes. But um, I think it's important for us to really take a hard look at our uh, situation with law enforcement. And as a person of color, as a Filipino-American, as an Asian-American, um, especially one who's been speaking quite a bit about the violent anti-Asian racism that we've been seeing lately throughout the country, I think it's important to talk about this. So again, in this episode, I'm going to, going to be discussing my honest opinion of law enforcement. And so uh, just to give you some background, um, I actually was trying to be a law enforcement officer about a decade ago. Uh, before I moved here to Texas, I was studying for my civil service exam in my home state of New Jersey, and I had the intentions of becoming a police officer. But um, as time went on, I realized what my calling was, and I realized as much as I wanted to serve my community and I wanted to use my martial arts skills in particular to help protect my community, I thought it would be good to explore the avenues in which I felt I was being called to and you know gifted at, which is teaching, speaking, uh, specifically teaching martial arts and using martial arts as a platform to help impact my community in a better way. And um, I'm glad I went down that route, first of all. And I'm seeing what's going on in the country now with law enforcement. And I have uh, friends and buddies in law enforcement, some of which I've actually trained with um, in the martial arts, some of whom I've actually trained myself as their teacher. And so uh, ba- on, on the uh, most basic level, I have respect for law enforcement. I really, really do. Um, I have an admiration for the law enforcement community. I really, really do. And I know a lot of my Filipino American peers scoff at that. I've actually been criticized for that. A lot of, um, I've actually even lost friends in the Filipino, well, not friends. I can't even call them friends anymore, but, uh, there were individuals that I was friends with at one point in the Filipino American community that basically cut all ties with me when I would show any kind of support for the law enforcement community. And, um, we had a situation yesterday that really kind of brought it to light for me of how I feel about law enforcement. Because again, we're seeing a lot of stuff on the news. We've seen the recent shootings that have been going on, police related, police officer involved shootings that have been going on in mainstream media that have been covered. And they're tragedies, right? These are, regardless of which way you hack it, anytime a law enforcement officer uses their firearm, it is a tragedy, right? And especially if it's a uh, tra- it's especially a tragedy if the law enforcement officer is negligent, <clears throat> for instance, right? So that becomes very, very much at the forefront of mainstream news. But yesterday, to give you some background, something happened in my neighborhood, um, actually maybe three or four minutes down the road from us. Um, and I actually posted it on my Instagram story. If you guys look at it, 
Um, you'll actually see it. I actually posted the newsreel of this situation. About three or four minutes from my home, there's a gas station down the road. And there was a shooting. An individual, 25-year-old guy, uh, drove up to apparently his girlfriend's vehicle. Uh, his girlfriend, I'm going to assume it's the ex-girlfriend now, the girlfriend, the sister of the girlfriend, and the daughter in that vehicle. There was a four-year-old girl in that vehicle. He drove up and opened fire, firing eight rounds into the vehicle and then drove off and sped away. And immediately, you know, the law enforcement, first responders, they all raced to the scene. As far as I know, the four-year-old girl, uh, she's probably gonna have a lot of psychological wounds from this, but physically she's going to be fine. Uh, she's going to survive and she's going to be okay physically. Um, but as far as her mental state, her emotional, spiritual state, that has yet to be seen. Uh, but uh, he, this guy shot up the car, drove away, and immediately I looked out my window and I saw law enforcement driving around my neighborhood. And I saw them circling the neighborhood, the sheriff, the constable, the local law enforcement vehicles. They were all patrolling our neighborhood. Um, we had choppers overhead uh, looking for this guy. They were basically doing everything they could to find this guy. And as I was standing in my, looking out my front window and looking out my front door and seeing the law enforcement doing their job, I thought to myself, yes, there are bad cops out there. There are, and we, we can see it. We can see negligent police work, right? And this is really the result of a lack of training, which I'll discuss in a second, right? But I'm looking at these police officers, and I am grateful. I am very grateful and very thankful that immediately, as soon as the shooting happened, the police showed up, the neighborhoods and all the surrounding neighborhoods in our area were immediately being protected by these law enforcement officers because it was said that this, uh, this scumbag, I'll just use the word, Honestly, the scumbag who shot up this uh, car was all fled on foot. It was later turned out that he was he flee, he uh, was fleeing the, the scene in a uh, silver BMW, uh, which again you'll see the picture in my Instagram story if you follow that. But again, I was just very thankful. I saw the law enforcement actively patrolling our neighborhood, and I'm saying this as an individual whose parents are from the Philippines, where law enforcement has a very bad reputation. Um, if you talk about the police in the Philippines to a Filipino, they you they often associate it with corruption, bribery, um, nefarious activity, criminal activity even. Um, and so my parents grew up with this idea that you could not trust the police. But as I got older and I was for fortunate to grow up in the United States of America, I got to meet members of the law enforcement community. I actually grew up alongside some kids who became law enforcement officers themselves. And so I'm very grateful for the police work and the law enforcement community that kept our community safe. And again, there are bad cops out there. Every field that's out there, there are bad law enforcement officers, right? There are bad cooks, there are bad teachers, there are bad martial arts instructors, there are bad priests, there are bad authors, there are bad spokespeople. There's bad people and corrupt individuals in every field. I dare you to find an environment, a career path, a field where there are not any corrupt individuals. There's always gonna be corrupt individuals in every area of our society. However, what I witnessed yesterday with my own eyes was law enforcement doing a damn good job, right? And my neighborhood is actually very racially diverse. I mean, if you look down my street, you have every color under the rainbow. We have people from Nepal, we have people from India, people from Vietnam, a Filipino American family, us, right? You'll see, um, you'll see people from all over the country, California, 
New Mexico. You'll see people of every different race, right, in our neighborhood. And regardless of our skin color, regardless of who they were, these law enforcement officers were making sure we were safe. They didn't choose which neighborhood to, to protect based on our ethnicity, right? They were protecting it based on our humanity because that's their duty to protect everybody in this community. And I want to commend them and thank them for that. And again, this does not exonerate the police officers out there who are negligent or corrupt. I've encountered good cops and I've encountered bad, immoral police officers. Um, And I've actually had police officer friends of mine recently tell me, do not become a police officer. It is not worth it right now. I don't blame them. It is a very hard environment. And so my opinion overall of law enforcement and the law enforcement community is this. We need them. They may not always do the perfect job. They may not always do a moral job in certain cases, right? There are certain individuals like we saw recently that make bad choices. However, we can't paint the entire law enforcement community with that same brush because this country needs them. Our communities need them. I can only imagine what would have happened if, heaven forbid, my area defunded the police, got rid of the police department, and cut down funding even more so, and we didn't have the resources to catch this guy or protect this neighborhood. Now, is this neighborhood? Is I live in Texas. Let's just be real. I live in Texas. There are individuals in this neighborhood that would be willing to step up to protect our area if need be. We have the resources and the tools for that. We are allowed this in the state of Texas. However, I am glad that there are men and women who are trained and mandated and capable of keeping this community safe, of enforcing order. That's important. And as a person who has Filipino immigrant parents who witnessed actual police corruption on a regular basis, we are grateful to live in this country. We are grateful to live in a place where the law enforcement officers, for the most part, do their job. They might not do it perfectly, but they do their job. Now, if I could suggest one thing to the law enforcement officers listening to this, as a citizen, as a martial arts instructor, as an American, I would say that they need better training. They need better combatives training, better firearms training, better verbal de-escalation training. I don't think their training is adequate. And I don't think it's their fault. It's the system, right? And I do think that needs to change. In my humble opinion, I believe that all law enforcement officers should have a minimum, a minimum of a year of training in conflict resolution, verbal de-escalation, combatives, stick, baton, knife, taser, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, all of those things. I think that's important. The better trained officers we have, the safer our communities are. The problem is is that because of low funding, because of budget cuts, because of the political climate, we're getting police officers who are being being tasked to protect our, our very lives and our communities that don't have the resources or the training to do so, and what you have is liability, right? Police officers are meant to be an asset to our community, not a liability. And we have to train them and treat them that way. So I believe that any law enforcement officer learning, uh, listening to this, get training. The academy training is not adequate. What you need is solid training in the following areas. Again, I kind of mentioned them before, but I'll go through it again. One, conflict, resolution, and verbal de-escalation. This is a very hard skill. And the best cops I've met the best cops I've trained with have this ability to talk you down, to speak to you and know you as a human being, not as a person to put cuffs on. Um, I actually uh, was friends for quite a a bit of time. We've lost touch recently, but um, he was a uh, law enforcement uh, officer, and still is, as far as I know, um, in a neighboring community. And the guy was able to just talk people down. He had a really good way of connecting with people. And I think this is important. 
So we need that ability first. There has to be uh, lessons in oratory, uh, public communication, public speaking. I think that's important. Understanding psychology, I think that's really important. The second thing I would say would be combatives, right? And a big thing, and a lot of people, a lot of people ask me who are going to law enforcement or maybe they're current law enforcement officers, what martial arts skills should I learn? And I think that people who are facing violence on a regular basis need to be trained, and they need to be trained properly. And it's been proven that properly and effectively trained police officers are better assets to their community. They have better sense of restraint, better sense of self-control, and they're able to de-escalate a situation even with physical force as opposed to an individual who panics and draws their gun right away. So I would say, in addition to verbal and conflict resolution, verbal de-escalation, first thing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, I have trained in Machado Jiu-Jitsu, which is very big here in the DFW area. I highly recommend seeking that out because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the only martial art I've seen that allows, that teaches specifically how to put hands on an individual, control them, put them on the ground, and keep them there. And that's really what a bulk of law enforcement, force on force, uh, in the, uh, force, uh, physically physical force instances are. A police officer is not there to duke it out with a suspect. A f- police officer is there to control a suspect. Okay, and they have to do that to get cuffs on them so they can take them into custody. So I think Machado Jiu-Jitsu is an amazing resource and it's something that all law enforcement officers need to look into. Second thing would be the Filipino martial arts. I sound biased, but it's true. But if you think about it, law enforcement officers in their use of force curriculum, they have batons, they have tasers. Some of them even carry knives. And I think a lot of what we're seeing with these um, these police-related shootings lately, especially the ones that were done negligently, negligently, well, I put the wrong emphasis, emphasis on the wrong syllable. You guys get the joke, right? But um, baton, proper training baton work. And I'm really disgusted by the police baton work that's out there. It's horrible. It's not effective at all. Um, proper training into Filipino martial arts, I think, can mitigate this. Uh, studying Atienza Kali is a fantastic way to learn how to use your weapons set properly. Our Panarnese curriculum, we cover a realistic um, application of how to use batons and sticks properly. In Atienza Kali, they teach realistic uh, applications and uh, strategies against edge weapons, which I think is very, very important, right? And I think if police officers all had better training in those physical combative skills, we wouldn't see the level of negligence and officer-related shootings that we're seeing right now. Properly trained officers tend to be better assets and safer officers, right? So they need to, we need to get them better training and there needs to be better funding for that training, not defunding. They need better funding so they can train more. And I think their qualifications on with firearms need to be done more than once a year. I, I was speaking to a buddy of mine who's a uh, firearms instructor for a local uh, law enforcement, um, well, local city. He functions as the firearms instructor there. He's been a 25-year-plus veteran of the, uh, the department. And he said that they're only mandated, they're only required to qualify once a year. And I don't think that's good. They should be qualified multiple times a year. If anything, every quarter. If you're going to carry a gun for a living, you literally carry a huge responsibility, right? And so I think it's important for law enforcement officers to increase their mandated qualifications, right? So instead of qualifying every once a year, make it every quarter, right? I think if they did that, more police officers would train more with their firearm. They'd know the, the severity of using their firearm and they'd be better, sh- better using it. 
so that he wouldn't hit an innocent bystander or someone like that. All right, guys, so again, again I'm, just, I'm just rambling, but again, this was really recent. Um, and uh, again, if you're considering law enforcement, I commend you. If you're in law enforcement, thank you. For those of you doing your job, I appreciate this. I appreciate everything that you guys do for us. And for those law enforcement officers who are corrupt and nefarious, find another line of work because it's only a matter of time until you're called out and discovered. And you make, eventually, you're going to make your entire community look bad. All right, guys, so I hope this podcast inspired you. Have a great weekend. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.